Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is C4 Ventures, a new venture studio that I'm a part of here in Orange County. And we are identifying the most exciting and promising tech entrepreneurs here and trying to support them with a whole range of things such as capital, coaching, collision with great talent, and connecting to our community. Those are our four C's of OC4. And if you are one of those entrepreneurs, or if you know one, Neil, if you know anybody, uh, send them my way, or, or you can go to OC4V here with me. And before we get to hear from Neil, his amazing career, he's been here uh, and done some really uh, important work in, in some well-known companies here, as current venture indie as well, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Neil. So he's currently, as I said, he's a CEO and founder of a company called Indie, and it's a software platform focused on video to help brands engage their customers. And he'll, he'll tell us a little bit about how he, he started it, but has also split it now into two different ventures, which isn't uncommon that an entrepreneur pivots, but uh, the idea that he split it into two companies is somewhat unique. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that today. And before that, he was CEO of a couple very, very well-known e-commerce companies, one called Bluefly, uh, and then another one here in Orange County that many people will recognize called Buy.com. He also has been a board member for a number of other companies, an advisor uh, to companies, as well as private equity firms. Um, he also, interestingly, started his career as an attorney. And so we'll talk a little bit about how he was uh, pulled out of uh, a, a historically well-known law firm to the tech startup world. So he's been in here, as I said, he's been in Orange County for a while He's a, a great local graduate of UC Irvine, and he's an example, like many of the guests of Accelerate OC, of what I would call a world-class leader who was raised here in our backyard. Neil, it's great to have you here. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's get to the starting line here at Accelerate OC. Tell us about Indy and how, how it came to be the next venture that you're uh, now working on. Sure. So... When I, when I left um, e-commerce, really, um, you know, I, I ran Buy.com for about 11 years. We sold Buy.com, um, ultimately sold it to a company called Rakuten. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like the Amazon of Japan, about a $20 billion company. Um, I ran Rakuten North America for about three and a half years, and I decided to start my own business, um, just seeing all the changes in digital media. Um, originally started focusing on the next big brand, which I really believe is the individual, hence mm-hmm. the name Indy. Mm-hmm. And so really wanted to build something around individual commerce. Um, so there's e-commerce, there's video commerce, and really make individual commerce. As we started building that, kind of paused it, and that's what got going on the brand side. And so I'm going to talk about that first, and then we'll talk mm-hmm. about the spin out later. Because okay. we ultimately built basically two businesses inside of one, kind of incubated one for a while, and now mm-hmm. we're running both. But really what we saw as the opportunity was um, over the last seven to 10 years or, or so, 
every brand and retailer has said, thank you for shopping with me. Thank you for having coffee with me. Thank you for some type of customer, direct customer relationship. Now go engage with me in social media, mm-hmm. which made a lot of sense, you know, back in the years. Um, and everyone was, every head of marketing was really kind of rewarded on how big their social following was. Mm-hmm. Everyone was given discounts to move everyone over and made a lot of sense because you had free flow of information on social. Everyone was there. They didn't have to get your emails. You would just post it. They would see it. It was great. Well, that's changed dramatically in the last year. And and still a lot of people don't realize that. But we saw that happening about three years ago. We, we knew that that was going to happen. And so we really started focusing on how do we help brands of all sorts engage their customers directly in their own website or in their app rather than just on social media mm-hmm. where they have a direct relationship. They own the content that gets a content management system for user-generated content. So you can actually get your customers to upload a photo or a video to you. And having that social proof is so beneficial for a brand or a retailer. But today it all lives in social. And, and you don't own any of it. It all belongs to Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. others. So we really want to change the paradigm and say, you know what? Brands need to start owning that relationship with their customer, regain it directly. And, and then we went from there. We decided to, to really turn your, your customer into your ambassador. And, really, and, and that's where the fun really began. Mm-hmm. If, if I take that as, let's go just a little bit uh, more into an example, um, because it, that takes me in a whole bunch of directions. Do the brands now sort of set up their own mini social media sites in an idealized world for them? Do the do the consumers just engage with the brand on a hub and spoke basis? Or do you try to create you know the birds of a feather sort of scenario where the individuals are now interacting with the brand sort of sponsoring it with each other. So yeah, all, love, yeah. All, all great, all, all great, yeah. all so great comments to, and points. Yeah. So, um, I'll give you a couple examples. So, um, uh, BB, the fashion retailer, mm-hmm. BB utilizes our SaaS platform. So it's a software as a service platform, um, to one, get their customers to upload photo and video testimonials. Mm-hmm. So on top of the text reviews that they already, uh, upload, you know, you could see, Susie from Ohio say, I love this dress, or you can actually see Susie wearing the dress, doing a video showing how she wears the dress out with it, mm-hmm. how well it fits her, how great it is, and have that right there on the product page where you pick and choose which photos and videos you want to load. Your customers feel great. They've gotten hundreds of submissions in the last month. And so that that's first and foremost, just getting your customers to give you that content. Then mm-hmm. what we said was, well, geez, we, we want to have your customer drive your sales. We believe your best influencer is your existing customer or Mm -hmm. your employees. So in BB's case, they pay a commission, as do several retailers we work with. They pay a commission to their customers to now drive a sale for them. So what we do is we pull in their product catalog. Mm -hmm. Um, When their customer uploads a photo or video of their um, outfit, um, they then attach what product they were wearing or using, and then they get a personalized micro um, affiliate link tied to Mm -hmm. them. And, and now when they go share that content and that link into their own social media, they're a performance-based influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for commissions only, not large dollars, um, I'm not a huge fan of influencer marketing the way it's set up today. Sure. Um, but I believe that, again, if you can get real authentic, organic um, content created on your behalf, your customers are your best advocates. And it's driven well into six figures of sales very quickly because customers are talking about how much they love love their products and telling their friends about it. Very cool. So in that case, they are still, instead of BB really building its own social network, they are still leveraging existing audience networks. They do. They so, are just, they're just, it's, it's the reach is coming not from 
what many would view as a nameless, faceless brand. It's coming from true, real, exactly uh, micro influencers. And the thing is, social networks have cut off that reach for brands. So organic mm-hmm. reach, as we knew it, two, three, five years ago. Again, if you have a hundred followers. Two years ago, 100 people would see that post if mm-hmm. you posted it. Mm-hmm. Today, less than one sees it on Instagram and about a quarter to half sees it on, on Facebook. Mm. And so the without social, paying. Without paying. And that's why. That was the key, sure. key phrase yes. right there. So the social networks have said, thank you for moving everyone over. Mm-hmm. They're now part of our network. If you want to reach them or, and show them anything, you got to pay us. Sure. And so ad prices have continued to skyrocket yes. because of that. Um, organic reach is dead, but you need to, you need to be seen in social. And so what we really do is help you be seen in social through people that already have your product and love your mm-hmm. love it. And so it's really your customers, your employees. And if you are using influencers, use your influencers to do this as well, and you can make it much more performance-based. Very cool. So let's we've got a, a few things to talk about for sure. Um, one of the things that I'd love to talk about on Accelerate OC, because I focus on innovators and entrepreneurs here in Orange County. And you know, part of why I started this was because we have so many people here with amazing stories to tell and not enough places for them to tell them. And you, I, I know we've talked a little bit about in the early days of Indie, you uh, shortly after starting it went into the Cove over at UCI and Richard Sudek's been on here uh, as one of my prior guests, but went in there and really built the early days of the company inside the Cove. Tell the audience about that experience um, as you know a way to really tap into Orange County. Yeah, you know, so Ken, Ken and Don Beal are investors in my company, and um, Ken asked if I would join the board of the Cove, and mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, great, but if I'm going to do that, I want to actually experience it." Sure. I, you know, I spent a lot of time early on with TechSpace, and and I love the co-working space, um, and so moved moved the company in there. We actually had a couple offices in there, and I loved it. Um, I'd still be there today if we if if we didn't move in with our new investors. Sure. But um, uh, I think it's a great place. I think. You know, Richard and UCI, I'm, you know, I'm very connected with UCI, really want to make that the hub of Orange County mm-hmm. technology. And I think they're doing a great job with it. Um, you know, the Beals have, have put more into it. And now it's called the Beal, you know, mm-hmm. Applied Innovation Center. And I think it's a fantastic place to congregate, to meet new people, to to find other entrepreneurs. And they have so many great events going on to really help, you know, as you're learning, going through the discovery phase of what you need to do, that you can find out a lot there. Yes, for sure. And uh, I think that's a, a great summation. I'll, I'll probably have to clip that uh, and, and share that. Uh, I'm sure uh, Richard would be happy with that. But great. And, you know, their new facility now is incredible. And uh, as you said, you know, one of the key hubs of entrepreneurial activity here. And, we, you know, we need places We like definitely that. need it, yes. And, you know, one of the, as you heard me say earlier, one of the big words that I use a lot and I think I've seen it work better in other markets historically than Orange County is collisions. And you have to be at a place like the Cove or a few other places here to really have those serendipitous collisions happening uh, yeah, on a I day-to-day mean, basis. We're a little more spread out than the Valley, yes. um, for sure. You know, and, and, and even in pockets of L.A. where a lot of the entrepreneurial activities are happening. And so I think we have to do everything we can to almost unfairly advantage ourselves to right. you know, help everyone out. That's right. And we will talk a little bit more about that in a bit. So we talked uh, a little bit off the air, but you um, have split the company into sort of two different focus areas now. So explain to the audience kind of how that happened and uh, that you, you know, sort of we're building two in inside one to start, but that there are two distinctive <clears throat> 
focuses and and so you decided to make that decision i mean that's that's a tough call because you know I, I feel like every entrepreneur i had this discussion literally last night with an entrepreneur who was not willing to commit to either a direct-to-consumer business or a b2b business and as i said that lack of commitment is what may kill you yeah yeah i mean we're really excited about both sides of the business but as I said, we started focusing around the individual, hence the name Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the big opportunity with brands and what was going to happen to brands, um, you know, with, with the social networks and the lack of engagement and direct connectivity and what was going on with influencer marketing and how it needed to be more performance-based. But um, uh, we had an opportunity to work with a great company called TRX. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, TRX has a couple hundred thousand certified personal trainers, and we looked at the whole fitness space with what we're doing around um, individual monetization. And so we're really going to help every individual, whether you are a celebrity or an athlete with, with millions of followers, or you are, you know, um, a, a kid right out of college, right out of high school who just has a great passion and knowledge about something. Um, you know, in all the ways in between people have great knowledge, they've have great passions that they can, um, really help others with. Mm -hmm. Um, I played college tennis, still play competitive tennis. You know, people ask me all the time, what racket to use, what shoes to wear. Well, retailers will pay for my recommendations. And so what we did over the last few years as well, is we've connected technologically 1600 plus retailers. We've pulled in a product catalog of over 50 million products Mm. and we want to enable it so that anyone can make these recommendations, um, and get paid for them. And so um, we call it things I love. You you highlight the things you love. Um, and so we're going to be doing that with several different groups of people that have large mm-hmm. followings mm-hmm. Or, or large uh, members, um, as well as really every individual. And then we're adding a lot of different video commerce pieces. So subscription commerce, um, other type of video pieces that'll come out into Q1. So we're really excited about that as well. But as we did that with, with a couple of groups in the fitness space, um, we had interest to, to receive an investment around that vertical mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, so we decided to spin the business off and have one that really just focuses around individual monetization mm-hmm. and then keep the other one separate that focuses around the brand side of the house. Okay. So is the way to think about that where uh, in the, the brand case, the brand is paying almost on a they are so the brand like pays a SaaS they pay fee, a SaaS where fee. the other's more of a you're taking a piece of the transactions from the individuals exactly yeah. exactly okay. very sharp yeah <laughs> i've been around a little bit yes. but uh, that's that totally makes sense i mean and and so as you think about now uh being ceo of both of those and you probably at this point have some shared resource but do you have sort of diverging plans that you see emerging or, or yeah. how you're thinking about your code base from a... Yeah, so we've we've business. actually separated our code base. I mean, we've it, this was a six months mm-hmm. in the making separation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm technically not CEO of the individual's business. I'm okay. chairman of that business. Okay. I'm CEO of the brand business. Mm-hmm. I um, separated my teams and brought in um, specific people mm-hmm. for, for the new individual business. Um, so we do have two different teams. Um, we have some shared resources right now as some of the development still going on, sure. but um, but overall very separate entities. Okay. Very smart. I, I look forward to tracking uh, how this goes. And it seems like you're doing that fairly early on in the company's evolution where um, often this probably happens a lot later than it maybe should. Yeah. There were some other reasons I can't get into of why we had to do it mm-hmm. now, but it just made a lot of sense to do it sure. and, and not get... I mean, as I said, we built these two, but we really weren't focusing on the individual one yet, um, although we had built all these partnerships with it. And so as these opportunities arose, 
it made total sense to do it right now mm-hmm. and make sure that we could focus, um, get teams focused on both sides of the house quickly. Okay. Well, let's let's go uh, under the hood a little bit more here. So you've been at this now for a few years. What's been the biggest surprise in this business? Um, you know, as you said, you'd spent a long time in e-commerce. I like this uh, individual commerce idea. What, anything that's really gone differently than you expected or, or surprises that you've seen? You know, I think um, on the brand side, I'd say it's been a little bit um, surprising to see how many brands still don't realize what mm. social is doing to them. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks social is just the greatest thing for them. Well, that used to be the case. Social is looking out for social. Mm-hmm. And yes, social media can absolutely help a brand get its brand bigger and, and known out there more. But the way that happens today is very different than it happened six months ago and a year ago and five years ago. Mm-hmm. And a lot of brands haven't changed yet. And so um, we look at that still as a great opportunity for us. And, um, you know, we've got some great brands now that are working with us. Bye Bye Baby, Bed Bath & Beyond Coach, BB, as I mentioned. Um, and a lot of smaller, I mean, we, we take you from the, you know, if you've got one customer, that customer's got 350 friends that they can tell, tell, mm-hmm. your, you know, tell them mm-hmm. about. So from all, all across the board. But still today, um, you know, seeing that brands are thinking, one, that social media is going to be the savior where it really costs them now a mm-hmm. fortune. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary Meeker came out last year with her or this last year with her Internet report saying, you know, brands really need to focus to make sure that the lifetime value of a customer is greater than customer acquisition yes. costs because brands are spending so much on customer acquisition costs mm-hmm. now. So we really help with that as well. That's probably been the biggest you know, thing. And then on the on the individual side, we just see so much opportunity because, again, individuals continue to utilize social to drive this big following, but they're not able to monetize it quite well. And so mm-hmm. we really want to make it so every individual can monetize their following. That totally, totally makes sense. What new data are you guys producing for these brands that maybe they, I mean, are, you talked about the, the CAC to LTV challenge that I think most companies have at least tried to figure out how to calculate that. Maybe some of these brands have been slower than the, the pure... SaaS startup world that I uh, tend to spend more of my time in where that is just almost religion from the, mm-hmm. the get-go. But is there new data, I would imagine, that you're bringing to, about either customer segments or uh, other yeah. uh, I- ideas that they haven't been able to figure out themselves? Yeah, I mean, we're pulling a couple things for them. So one, they first of all find out which of their customers are actually driving real traffic sure. and driving sales. Mm-hmm. So whether it's an influencer, an employee, or a customer, they're only paying on performance. Sure. So you know, they may, I mean, they can give something out if they want to, they can have discounts or promotions, but more importantly, if you get thousands of your customers to upload content, first of all, you own all that content. They give you a license to that content, which Mm. is hugely valuable Mm -hmm. Two, no matter how much they're sharing and talking about it, you're really only paying them on, on performance. So unlike in a traditional influencer marketing, you know, relationship where you pay a flat fee, whether or not their followings are real, whether or not Mm -hmm. those followers um, engage with your brand or not here, you're only paying on direct sales. So they love the, you know, the cost structure. And then we pull a lot of data from the APIs from all the different social networks. So they know how much traffic and engagement each individual is driving from which platform, Mm -hmm. all with full permissions and GDPR compliant. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, with full permissions from from your customers. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that some of these brands that are working with you previously or maybe in parallel are doing bigger name influencer type campaigns and probably seeing radically different results, um, right? Because most of, of those yeah. aren't, most of those, from at least my experience, and I don't have nearly as much as you, aren't as performance based. 
they're not. The vast majority, yeah. if, if not all of them, are, are not done performance based. Um, you know, if you've got a great influencer that's working with you, like that's sure. tremendous. Keep working with them. Do you know? I've always thought that celebrities and athletes, they will always get their pull. They, yes. That's what they've done. And they're mm-hmm. very protective of it and they're very cautious in how they do it. Where things have gone a bit awry is is because the market's unregulated, it's very easy to go buy 50,000 or 500,000 followers sure. tomorrow for a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So are you really getting that? And then secondly, even if you, you do have a real following, you have to be very authentic and true to who your followers are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are big names, influencers out there, for example, you know, recently have said, oh, this teeth whitener is the reason why my teeth are so white. And then the fans call them or the followers call them out and say, wait a minute, you got veneers put in. And so like, they kind of forget <laughs> yeah. some of the things yeah. they've said and, and that loses the authenticity. Sure. But again, you've got great advocates in your customer base who really love your product um, and your employees, et cetera. And so just finding that right connection is so beneficial. Yes, for sure. So let's, let's uh, move a little bit here. So you've been CEO of a several companies, including uh, at least part of Indie still. What do, what do you enjoy about being a CEO? Creating great teams is one of my biggest passions. I, you know, I played college tennis here at UCI. I was captain of the team for a few years. And just pulling a team together, especially when you're doing something that people don't believe you can do. At, at Buy, we were quite the underdog against Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I first went in the company, we were losing close to $100 million a year. We had a great small team. I and mean, we took the team from 600-some down to 80-some people initially wow. and, and still doing a few hundred million in revenue. And, and, but we had to grow that profitably. And um, we did lots of things differently. And it took every single person on the team to mm-hmm. think differently mm-hmm. and to come up with ideas. And you know, it didn't matter what your role was in the company, but you had to come up with some thought, suggestion of how we could do things better, create a better experience for our customers, and create that stickiness where they didn't want to just default go to Amazon. Um, and thankfully, you know, it worked. And we went from losing $100 million a year to 13 consecutive profitable quarters. And um, but it was having a great team, and that's what I really love about it. I've had great partners, great team uh, members, uh, many of which still work with me today, so I've been very fortunate. That's awesome. So you started out, as I said uh, earlier in your intro, as an attorney at a, a fairly storied firm, certainly back in the the heyday of, of Internet 1.0, um, Brobeck. And you know, even the office here in Orange County was a very, very well-known, well-regarded office what what led you to sort of venture from the the legal world to the startup tech world you know i actually went into law wanting to go into business mm. and so everyone in my family is a physician so i kind of had to go to grad school somewhere so you weren't going to be a doctor and I didn't want, yeah. yeah i started yeah. off pre-med but then tennis was taking up too much time so i switched mm. and ultimately said you know i can either go get my mba or go into law school mm-hmm. i really wanted to go to law school i thought it would be a great background to have I actually didn't mean to practice. I thought maybe at most I'd practice for a year. I first started at Jones Day, and then I moved over to Brobeck, and I really enjoyed what we did. We worked with great companies. I was here in Orange County. Had We had a great team members, you know, folks I worked for and folks I worked with. Had to be a great era, too. It was. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, we were fortunate to have, you know, great people wanting to go there. So it was, you know, who do you want to work with at 3 in the morning? Because we mm-hmm. did work a lot at 3 in the morning. Sure. Um, and so we had great, great people that we worked with, some of my best friends still today. And, um, you know, we worked with a lot of amazing companies. So I meant to only do it for a year. I did it for about three and a half. Some of the best experience I've had. I feel like it helped me every day in, in what I do. Um, but a lot of the attorneys at Brobeck were actually very involved in the deal structures mm-hmm. and, and actually the, the actual 
businesses, not running it per se, but very involved in the businesses. And so you'd see a lot of folks leave and go in-house or, or mm. take operating roles at companies. Um, and I was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time and, and have that opportunity happen with Bot.com. Yeah, there's definitely a, a Brobeck alumni group around here. And I've, I've worked or have uh, uh, friends that I count amongst a bunch of those. So. Yeah. Tremendous very, very cool. and, and it's not just Brobeck. There's other firms sure. as well that, you yes. know, that have done the same thing. But, you know, we're very fortunate. Absolutely. Well, that's, I think that's part of the, the legacy of, of Orange County are some of those times and places and experiences. I mean, Buy.com and the, the alumni that you have there, Correct. some of which, as you said, are still with you today. That is what often successful companies start from that kernel of a, of a group that has shared experience and high trust and and can build from there. And, you know, even some of the things that we look at as we're looking to invest in new startups, we often um, really lean when we see, oh, okay, this group has done something meaningful together before they're ready to do it again. That That's often a good, good start or can be. Right. Correct. So you've been here for a while, as I said, you've, you've had some great success. How do you think, you know, the, the audience that predominantly listens to Accelerate OC are people really keen on how do we continue to make Orange County a great innovation business community? How do you think about life as a tech entrepreneur here in Orange County? So personally, I love it here. <clears throat> I've lived here for 40 years and uh, I don't want to leave. Um, I think, you know, I look at it like we have an advantage being down here rather than being in L.A. or, or, or being in the Valley. And that's because it's not as competitive for talent once you get sure. them here, mm-hmm. um, you know, up up in other areas, people move a lot because it's very easy for them to move from one company to another. Yeah, many of my friends say they 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 feel like all their employees up there are one foot out the door every day. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's always a mm-hmm. brand new, hot something That's newer right. than than what you are. And sometimes you've got to you know be able to get through those tough times and, mm-hmm. and make sure your your team's excited about it. And it just makes it a little bit a little bit easier when every time they're going out for coffee, they're not getting a, sure. a new offer. <laughs> um, but you know what makes it tough here is is we are a little more spread out. There's not that much capital here. There's still not the attitude as much. I don't believe of it's okay to go start something. Yes, and it's okay if you don't succeed yes. per se, quote unquote, in that first or second or tenth opportunity. Just keep going for mm-hmm. it. And I think we need to get that more. Uh, you know, I think that's happening more and more as there are more successes. I think one of the biggest things that we really need to do, though, is is continue to foster that. And what you're doing here is tremendous. What Richard at the Cove is doing, what the Beals are doing, you know, what Peter Polidor is doing, what all these different folks are doing is all really, really beneficial um, to the ecosystem. But I still feel like the big and the small need to work better together. Yes. And we need to, I mean, I was fortunate to run one of the bigger, at least internet companies, probably the biggest internet company in Orange County for a while. But we need to always be looking at how does the big help the small That's right. and unfairly advantage our own community. Oh, because I agree more. Everywhere else does that. You know, the Valley does that. They, they look for people there all the time. They look for companies to work with there all the time. I believe LA is doing that, you know, within their own, you know, micro community. And we really need to do that here as well. And not to say that, you know, you shouldn't be getting relationships everywhere, but it's easier for me to get a meeting with someone, literally a senior exec at Walmart, a top two or three person at Walmart than it is in one of the larger companies here that I don't know. And I, and I know a fair amount of people here. I just think we need to really structure this where smaller companies can get an opportunity to work with bigger companies, whether it's a pilot, you know, feedback, some type of an assessment, some type of communication with, with larger companies to really help the whole community out. Yes. And 
go a little bit deeper on that because th- this is an area that I have a tremendous passion about. And uh, I think we have this the time and place. We have a large number of the big company CEOs now gathering together and I think open more than they've ever been to how can they be helpful. And so as you think about that, right, you, you're you a accomplished and, and I would say connected uh, entrepreneur and executive here, but for the people who aren't, let's say a, a relatively new graduate out of UC Irvine or somebody who's just decided to, to go try to make it as an entrepreneur, what what do you think we can do as a community to, to really create that connection? Because I think to your point, in some cases, you just don't know like if you're trying to get a meeting at Pacific Life or Ingram Micro or Experian or, or one of the larger companies here, who do you go to? Yeah. And even knowing where to start and maybe even those companies aren't organized in a way to where they know, even if you know somebody there, they may not know who yeah. to go to. So how, how do you think about what we could you know, meaningfully try to do in 2020? Because I'm, I'm willing to take this one up as a, as a personal challenge as well. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been thinking of different ways. I mean, one, I think the different locations like the Cove, like Richard could sure. set up something more formal, mm-hmm. which I know he's talked about doing different things already there, but doing it more formal where, you know, maybe maybe every startup in Orange County can, you know, propose three, you know, big companies they'd like That's to do idea. a pilot for. Sure. And then you you go to the flip side and go to the bigger mm-hmm. companies and say, hey, you know, here's some different startups. Would you give them a half an hour to pitch to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. maybe they take five uh, <clears throat> five every three months. They, they talk to someone at the company, talks sure. to you for 30 minutes or mm-hmm. so and, and figure out if there's somebody to do something with. And it doesn't have to just be that one group. You know, I'm in YPO. I could, you know, definitely see how we could do that within YPO. Sure. Same type of thing. So I think there are some different ways where we have connections of the of the largers and the and the not so large. And the great thing is a lot of times that's where the innovation for the larger right. companies can come is right. by looking at in their own backyard and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, hey, look, it would take maybe something you could build eventually, but you haven't yet. So why don't you start by, by helping one of these companies out that's and right. it could help you out as well. And Kind of being on both sides of it, I, you know, I really see yes. how it could really benefit, um, I think, everybody in the ecosystem. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I had a, an interesting experience. Uh, I was in Experian a few years ago in a role there, and a lot of my friends from the entrepreneurial community said, hey, we got a friend over there now. Let's let's see what we can do. And I think part of the challenge that, that I encountered in the probably couple dozen startups that I introduced in there was that the entrepreneur's expectation was – Hey, this is going to be my opportunity for a pilot or a customer or a feedback or something. And they were often able to get the meeting because I could be that broker, but the time horizon, the expectations often mismatch because the the leader at, at Experian, and I think this is the case in many other companies, maybe doesn't have the mandate to do something near term. Yeah. They're looking at this year's PL, often a startup's not going to help with that. And so it doesn't really materialize other than maybe some meetings. Yeah. And so I think part of what we have to probably do as people have been on both sides is to show both sides the value Yeah. that one needs to, you know, they need to meet each other. Um, you know, it's probably not the answer to every entrepreneur's uh, validation or funding dream, but it also, um, the bigger companies, to your point, they need, they need this. Mm-hmm. They, they, most of them are just not equipped because they don't have the right people or the right incentives to do innovation. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would love to take, take this one as, as one, you know, we'll, we'll partner on right, it we'll, and carry the torch we'll on back here. for coffee to go over this for sure. For sure. So 
as you think about Orange County in the next decade, what do you think are the areas that we as a community, beyond what's obvious, let's say like life science and ophthalmology and areas that groups like UCI and, and Octane and others have really focused on, what are areas you think we should be thinking about as an innovation community to consider as focus areas? I'll answer that two ways. One, I think gaming will be a big one for oh, us here, great. you know, yes. both with, you know, what Oculus has done with all the big gaming companies here with UCI having, a, mm-hmm. you know, degrees in gaming, mm-hmm. uh, scholarships there, um, you know, esports, gaming, all really important. But I really want to see it not where there's just pockets. I want to see it across the board. There's no reason why we can't have several e-commerce companies. There's mm-hmm. no reason why we mm-hmm. can't have folks in really every every facet of startups you know happening here and and that's what I'm I'm excited about I don't I don't want to be just biotech or just sure. you know XYZ I really want to build the whole community up where where this is a, a very very you know exciting community that's thriving with startup activity mm-hmm. I, I love that vision and, and you mentioned this earlier this idea that you may not make it on your first one or your second one or your fifth one but keep keep going and that we need to, and I, I've talked to some other longtime entrepreneurs here that really say we, we don't have that embrace uh, of a culture of, of failure or try again. And often people feel uh, isolated or cast aside if they don't succeed and, and we need to pick them up and, and support them. So absolutely, um, I think that's, that's something that, that we have been here for a while need to just keep Keep saying it's okay. Yeah. You know, yep. folk, you know, what did you learn? Be a good mentor. Be yeah, I mean, we should celebrate coach. the people that are trying. That's right. You know, rather than just the few that have had the outcomes, um, you know, celebrate everyone that's trying because I that's think right. it takes a lot of courage to, you know, to do something different like that. For sure. It's hard. I mean, Paul, yeah. Paul and I have talked a lot about how, you know, a lot of guests come in here and say, you know, bing, bang, boom, I raised $100 million and I had my big exit. And that's just not. The even norm, on a, even on a couple details. And, yeah, yeah. There usually are a few, you know, tough things. I, uh, you know, it's always great to show. I think for hope and yeah. uh, optimism to see those successes. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah, people being being feeling safe to be vulnerable about. I mean, I still I still draw on my biggest failure from 15 years ago every day as a key learning and motivator. Yeah. So I think I think we just need to be more open about that with the, with the community. But I I love the idea of celebrating the people for trying mm-hmm. because there there's a big group. I've said for ten years, I think there's a big group of latent entrepreneurs here who don't see a support system, don't see a safe place, and so they go back to their their job versus pursuing what could be the the mark they could leave on the world or right. or their opportunity to dent the universe. Yeah. Anything else about Orange County that you really appreciate? I mean, I think we've got great people, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's um, important because ultimately it starts with good people that's in right. any company you work for or work with. Um, and I do think we've got tremendous people here that want to do great things. And I think the tide is changing. I think there's there are great leaders here. I think the the schools are actually actively asking their students to go do different things. Mm-hmm. I had been asked to um, give the commencement speech a couple years ago at, at UCI for the engineering department, and I asked the, the dean, I said, you know, I, I'm not an engineer. Sure. You know, grad, granted, I'm a graduate here, but why, why do you want me to speak? He goes, I want students to know it's okay to go take a chance. Mm-hmm. Go do something different. Awesome. You know, you don't need to go get the big corporate job day mm-hmm. one. 
um, you know, now's the best time. Not, Absolutely. Not necessarily the age that you're at, Neil. <laughs> so, so it's good to see that. It's mm-hmm. really, you know, there are more and more people really pursuing this and, and promoting it. And I think that's, you know, what we really need. That's great. So what's ahead for Indy in 2020? Hopefully big, big things. Um, lots of retail relationships on the one side. Uh, and lots of uh, individuals finding their own ways to monetize that they haven't been able to do. And we'll have a new app launching uh, the end of Q1 that'll have a lot of different features that aren't out there today to really drive individual commerce. So really excited about both of them. That's awesome. So what can we do as the Orange County community to support you and help Indy? I mean, that that's a big part of what this audience you know, they're getting more and more activated to want to help. So wow. how, how can, can we... Can I hear that again? I have yes. a, yeah. how, uh, how can we be helpful? Uh, no, that's great. I mean, if if there's any brands out there, retailers that sell direct to consumer, would love to speak to them on how we can help them drive deeper engagement with their customers, get that u- user-generated content for their sites, those testimonials that, oh, by the way, Amazon is defaulted to on their site, mm. seeing significantly higher conversions with, with user-generated uh, videos and photos there, and then turn your customers and employees into you know, to brand advocates and drive sales. And so if you, dr- if you are direct-to-consumer at all, feel free to reach out to sales at Indy or, or to me at Neil at Indy. Or me. Uh, or, or to you, Carrie. Yeah. And, you know, um, that would be much appreciated. And if you're interested on the individual side to help, you know, really create something new in the commerce world, let us know. And, you know, we're excited to work with you. I'm certainly ready to sign up and see, uh, see how much this audience will actually listen to me. I'm sure you've got great recommendations. <laughs> one of the things, uh, final lap here, one of the things I always ask my guests, it's kind of a final thought, you have words of advice or key lesson that you've learned. What would you love to share? It's kind of a final thought with, uh, with our audience here. I say a couple things. I say, you know, one, be persistent. Um, if you really feel that you know what you're doing or that you've got a strong belief to do something, go until you, you can. Just keep going. If you need to pivot a little bit, feel free to pivot. But persistence across the board, whether that's in your belief or in finding advisors or finding capital or finding, um, you know, some type of help or advice, be polite, be respectful, but reach out to people that can help you. Um, you know, I think people here, like we said, the people here are great. They want to help. Sometimes their titles may look daunting. I know some sure. people that I become very close friends with who on paper, I'm like, oh, wow, they ran so-and-so or they, they sure. must be too busy to ever talk to me. And they're, when you get down to it, everyone has the same questions, the same mm-hmm. uh, potential insecurities, the same, you know, can I do this when they're getting outside of their comfort zone? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think people really want to help. If people reach out to me, I'm, I'm very busy, but I'm, I'm always trying to find time to, you know, to meet and help, especially if they're here in Orange County. That's awesome. Well, Neil, thank you so much for taking us on uh, this ride today here at Accelerate OC, for sharing your experiences and, and your perspective on Orange County and uh, a little bit more about your current venture, Indy, and wish you all the success in the world with it. And just a reminder, you know, you're definitely doing your part to accelerate Orange County. Thank Welcome you. to the family. Thank you, Carrie. appreciate it. Thanks so much. You too. Thank you. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together. 